This past weekend, my uh, stepdaughter was acting in a community theater play. Mm-hmm. She was playing the Queen, which is appropriate. Yes. What was the play? Was it Hamlet or something it like that? It was called Musicville. So it was a story about a, a far, far away land where everyone sings, and there's where an, everyone sings, and there's an evil sorcerer who's annoyed by it all and decides to poison them all, so none of them can sing anymore. So then they're on a quest to wow. be able to get their voices back. And she was she played the queen of Musicville, kind of like Footloose, only with uh, <laughs> only with Ursula from The Little Mermaid, or <laughs> something like that. Oh, yeah. that's weird. It was very cute. It was really. Well, I saw really some of the cute. pictures because yeah. I did not uh, go along with you, no. and she looked uh, adorable, dressed up like oh, a queen. Yeah. And, Loved her uh, and dress. And clearly, uh, you know, holding the scepter on the stage, she was getting ideas in her head about... Oh, yeah. <laughs> she she definitely embraced the gown and the tiara and the scepter, and she had her own throne that was above everybody else in the play. She was very Now, the little boy that it. played the king, yes. I, you sent me a picture, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, boy, that's an ugly kid. And I know I know it's mean. <laughs> I know it is. I know it's that mean. That is mean. But I, look, I'm not saying it to the kid or to his parent. I'm just I thinking know. this in my head. Boy, that's an ugly kid. Well, Listen, you, know, you, can, you can say, Robbie, that's terrible. He's a child. You know you've seen a picture of a kid and thought to yourself, ugly kid. I also think that they're all at that age, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You're just an awkward kind of age. Nothing to do with being awkward. He's just a goofy looking kid. (laughs) He looked like a. Dressed like a king. It wasn't the outfit, it was his face. He looked like a frog. Okay. Listen, I'm sure he's a sweet kid. That's not the point. I didn't know. When I'm thinking this, that this is a goofy-looking kid that she's acting with, I yeah. didn't know that she had a crush. Yes. And you tell me, you yes. said, you know those pictures I sent you of the kid that was playing the king with her in the theater? I uh-huh. said, yeah. You said, she's going to ask him to be her boyfriend yes. at the after party. At the cast party. And you know, after they do the play, they give the kids pizza and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And mm-hmm. so she went up and said, will you be my boyfriend? Did she go through with this? She did. She went through with it, and I was waiting. Do we know what happened? Because I'm stressed. Wait, that's I'm, a big step for an 11-year-old. I know. I was awaiting the text message because I said, I want to know what happens as soon as it as soon as soon it happens. And I said, so how did it go? And she just said, no. Oh. That was all she said was no. Well, I have no. to be honest with you. I'm not surprised because even if they were adults, that's a bold move to go from friends to will you be yeah. my boyfriend. And I didn't. And honestly, I wish I would have talked to you beforehand because I didn't necessarily think about it like that. Because I think when you're 11 years old, when you say boyfriend, that just means we hang out at lunchtime and at recess. It's not not like actual boyfriend. You're 11 years old. She should have said, but, do you want to go see a movie yes. with me? Well, see, I think that is even too much at 11. I'm, you're not going on a date. I mean, why? But I, why can't you go see a movie? You go see a kids no. movie together. Mm-mm. The parents can come no. as chaperones. I they mean, sit I guess, one, one I, row back. I don't know. I guess when I think elementary school boyfriend, it's you were hanging out at recess together or lunch sitting at the same table. So I didn't think anything of it. But then you brought it up from a guy's perspective oh, that yeah. maybe the word boyfriend was a little too much for him. And she just really wants to hang out with him. She Maybe really you're 30, him. 40 years old and some lady that you're uh, friendly again, with says, hey, would you like to be my boyfriend? You go, uh, uh, I don't know. Again, it's different when you're 30, 40 years old as opposed to when you're 11. For but- women, maybe not for men. <laughs> Very little changes over the course of 30-something years. Okay. Let me tell you. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I guess. Uh, I gotta go. Robbie and Rochelle in the morning, 1071 The Boss, 99.7 FM, anywhere on the free Boss app. Welcome, good morning America, Tuesday, May the 24th, 2022, and we got a big day up ahead of us. More $100 gas cards to fill up on us and the free fuel freakout was about $25 for a gallon of gas these days. Yeah, right. Something like that. It's crazy. Okay, he said, said, coming up, 7.50 this morning, 7.29.20, hashtag mom. We'll check the community bulletin board. We'll go to the celebrity hotline. 
He's more than a celebrity. This is, not only has this guy written a book and been on the news quite a bit, he was a guy that put John Gotti behind bars. Uh-oh. Took down the Teflon Don. Oh, boy. And I'm told he's got some harsh words. And I'm thinking to myself, don't be too harsh, because I don't want my car to blow up as we leave the building here today. Yeah. I'm just interviewing, okay? Yeah. Whatever yeah. John, John Gleason is his name, whatever John says has nothing to do with me, okay? That's right. That's right. I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> We've got uh, some audio I want to play from our friends at uh, WFAN Radio. Oh. They were talking about us yesterday because we've hired a guy who used to work there as our new uh, sports anchor. He starts on Tuesday, a week from today, Mark yeah. Chernoff. Yeah. And they were kind of making fun of us a little bit. Really? A little bit. Interesting. You know, Boomer Esiason, and that whole guy, you know, that whole show there. I honestly have no idea. No, I have no idea. <laughs> this used to be I Miss Show. That's, you know, 66. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right? But now they're all sports, right? Yeah, they've it's been sports. All, all sports. They've been sports for a long, well, long time. Well, that's why I yeah. have no idea. So, <laughs> Well, this is why we hired a sports guy, and we figured who better than from the big sports station. Yeah. But they were making fun of us a little bit, and then they started talking about you and me. Oh, really? So I'll play that back for you, because okay. my phone started blowing up. Usually people went, you know, they're talking about you on the sports station. That's interesting. Okay. You know, so we'll get into that in a few minutes here. Um, we went to dinner. I guess I'll mention it was a really nice uh, place at Titton Falls. Mm-hmm. Had never... Uh, Never been out to dinner in Titton Falls as far as no, I can think of. I don't think so. But we did just a Google for restaurants in the area and found this uh, really nice place. But because we'd never been there before, it's one of those deals where you're getting off the highway and you're looking for where it is. Mm-hmm. You're like, is that it? Because you don't want to drive by it. Right. Because then and you I, have to drive three miles out of the way to do a turnaround somewhere. It's ridiculous. Right. And yeah. you say, uh, I think that's it up ahead. And I see it and I make a uh, left turn because mm-hmm. that's where the GPS tells us to go. And there's a little outdoor patio. And then they get the uh, the little side lot, all the gravel, and they get the guy sitting in the chair with the sign. It's his valet. Yeah. And I go, oh, geez, I don't want to do the valet. I hate the valet. <laughs> now, listen, if you are a valet, yeah. this has nothing to do with you personally. Mm-hmm. It's not that I hate, you know, you have a right to make a living. That's fine. Sure. I just don't like somebody that I don't know in my car. Yeah. And then you have to adjust the seat, the mirror. Then you worry that they're going to take your car out for a joyride. <laughs> You know, like, I got to remember to keep the ticket. I got to come up with some cash to tip the guy. Yeah. It's just uh, stressful. Luckily, I had some cash. I didn't have to go to the ATM. I right. Mean, the whole thing, I'm not crazy about the valet. So we drive by, and I kind of do a little drive-by, like, we're not going to this restaurant. <laughs> yeah. And I realized- Because you were th- looking for the lot. Yeah, there is no there lot on no this lot. side. I'm like, it's got to be yeah. on the other side. So I ended up going, like, a half a mile up the road, did a turnaround. There's no lot. Come back, go around the building on the other side. There's nothing. There's a little creek. Yeah. So there's no parking lot. So the only option is valet. And by this point, you've gone on their website and said, oh, I didn't see this. And it yeah, does say it valet only. So now I got to pull back because he's seen me drive by. <laughs> so this adds an extra layer of stress to the whole thing. This is something that honestly, before that night, I didn't realize how much you disliked valet. Now me, I can't park to save my life. I can't park in two lines. I can't parallel park. I can't back up. <laughs> you can like, pull into a parking lot. Eh, Come on. Eh, <laughs> you know, Come questionable. On. It's not great. I'm I'm self-admitted bad parker. So I like a valet because I'm like, here you go. Take it away. I know people f- feel like it's a fancy, like it's a luxury. Like I don't think it's fancy. I just like not having to park and then my car's right there when I'm done. I didn't realize all of the stress that it puts oh. you through. Well, what doesn't stress me I out, I know, though? but I, I never had thought, I guess I never had thought about the fact that there was a stranger in my car. I stranger just, in I your car? I didn't even think about it. I just... I was like, great, I don't have to park the car. And I never really thought about, obviously you have to tip them, but I didn't think of it as that much of an inconvenience. Or if you have something in your glove box, you don't want them to, I mean, you have to like clean out your car. And we happen to have one of the Robbie and Rochelle mugs. So then, oh, I'm, right. then I'm thinking to myself, is he going to put two and two together that it's us? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I see, I never really worried about a joyride 
we got a mess in the back seat. Well, yeah. I said that when we get finally get back in the car. <laughs> is I'm like, does this look like the mileage is up a little bit? <laughs> And you, you want the guys parking Mercedes and in Cadillac. Yeah, he's he's going to take our SUV. our SUV. Come on, with the <laughs> car a, seat in the back. <laughs> for a joyride? <laughs> with the kids' toys everywhere. Give but I pull break. in and I went, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> we drove right by the first time. Sorry about that. He went, uh-huh. <laughs> so he knew that I was he looking knew. for an out of the valet. He, he knew. knew. There's no question. And you know the thing that's awkward for me is I'm just not a lady at all. And yeah. so I have a hard time waiting. He, he opened the door for me. And I'm not necessarily used to that. It's not that you don't attempt to do that. I just, I'm just kind of an independent person. And so when we got back into the car, he wanted to open the door for me and I had reached for it. And then it was this awkward, like, it's not that I'm not a lady. I'm, I just, I, I don't know. I just don't assume that someone's going to open the door for me. I can open my He's own door. He's looking for a tip. I know, but I, I'm like, I'm going to give you a tip by the way. Let me open my own door. I need to go at my own pace because then he stands there and waits for you to get in and I'm in a dress. So I've got to readjust when I get in the car. Now, let so, me tell you something else. He swung a Across from the he little did. side lot back that. to us, awfully fast. He okay, did do that. yeah. And I, I regretted handing him the three bucks. <laughs> and let me say something else: if we were in Atlantic City or something, I probably would have felt obligated to tip him ahead of time and after because you want him. You want to. You want your car to come back. You want him invested in your car because yeah. otherwise he'll back one right in front, take his time, bump your bumper. I got a real. <laughs> I got a real problem with Valet. I had no idea. Real problem. Something new I learned about you when we went out to eat. I didn't even I no need idea. the ticket. He just knew what car he did, it was. He did. So that was a little stalkery. <laughs> and the burrata there was so good, so I just oh, yeah. I don't know if I can go back, yeah. though. <laughs> Might have to Uber to this place next time. <laughs> well, here you go. Tuesday on the old CBB, the Community Bulletin Board. Thank you for sending these into us. you got a community event, something you're doing for an organization, for a charity. Go to 1071theboss.com or Avi and Rochelle in the morning page. Or do it on Facebook, and we like to share it right here. On the radio every morning. Brick Farmer's Market is happening this Saturday, 8.30 to 1.30, Winwood Beach Park. You can find fresh produce, fresh coffee, mozzarella mm. made on site. Come what? on. Farm-raised meats, wines, homemade baked goods, soaps, whiskey, beer, butters, hot sauce, cheese what? boards, flowers, honey, dog treats, shakes, empanadas, pierogies, kielbasa, brownies, and more all made on site. All in the farmer's market. That's Brick, amazing. Brickdownship.net for all the info. The cleanup for Shell's drool. Sorry. <laughs> Main Street Blues and Cruise Night is happening. Main Street in Matawan tomorrow night, 6 to 9. It's a free event with live music, food, trophies, vendors, all in support of the American Legion for the benefit of our veterans this Memorial Day week. That's a beautiful thing. JSJBF.org for the details. It's at Tom's River Elks Lodge. Lodge 1875 Memorial Day celebration, Saturday 1 to 6. Lots of great food, including barbecue chicken, hamburgers, the hot dogs with the coleslaw, the macaroni and potato salad, baked beans, corn and clams. You know the deal. Live entertainment, the TomsRiverElks.org for tickets and more info. Reminder, here we go. It's Joe Nolan's official kickoff to summer Friday morning live at 6 a.m. that it runs all day. It is free, mm-hmm. totally free to get yes. in. It is all live. If you can't be there, of course, we'll have it on Facebook and right here on the radio, 1071 The Boss. Uh, 1071theboss.com. Nine days. Frankie Frankie and the Knockouts. Academy Award winner performing. Mm-hmm. You got Cole Holman from American Idol. He did not win the other night, but he was one of the finalists. Yeah. And he's from Manasquan, so he'll be with us. We got Captain and O'Neill, Mike Rocket. He does that going to the Jersey Shore song. And Joe's big kickoff for summer. Front row Pat Benatar tickets up for grabs Ooh. if you're able to attend. Route 35, the Crab's Claw, Lavalette, right on the ocean. Oh, my God. 6 a.m. Friday. Summer is coming. Details on that at 1071theboss.com and all our events with the Boss Roadies. There's just a couple of things we thought you needed to know this morning. Short work week for some people. Getting out of Dodge a little bit early. The last full week of spring. That's right. 
Yeah. Oh, no, that's not right. Yeah, it is. No, spring, starts... uh, spring goes until June. Oh, right. June Wait, 21st is I the first day of summer. I guess I was thinking Memorial Day is the first day, but it's not. Well, it is June. Memorial Day weekend coming yes. up. It's not the, uh, it's not the official start of summer. It's true. the unofficial start of summer. Okay. Although we are kicking off summer on Friday. We get the big event mm-hmm. with uh, Joe Nolan and uh, our featured guest, Frankie and the Knockouts. And yes. Cole Holman from American Idol. And don't forget, Nine Days. It's live from the Crab's Claw in Lavalette starting at 6 a.m. on Friday morning. And uh, Uncle Ross, who was filling in for us on Friday, also making a cameo appearance, I'm told. Oh, is he? Yeah. Okay. And we can teach okay. him how to use the controls, because <laughs> he called in a panic on Friday Whoops. morning a few times. Whoops. So that'll be fun. Thank yeah. you for bringing that up. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Did you know Sting is going to be at the Jersey Shore the same morning? Oh, really? So we're competing with the Jonas Brother and Sting. You have to buy tickets, don't you? It's not. Is oh, it, is that true? I don't know if you have to buy. You have to have tickets. I don't think you can just get in. That's the thing. You can just come to ours. I don't understand why Sting wouldn't want to stop by our party. Well, did we ask Sting? I mean, Sting? We've, we've got Joe and Ross. Did we ask Sting? No, we to didn't. To be fair. We don't know we... Gordon Sumter. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned to you not that long ago. Was it you and I, or was I visiting uh, my mother? Hmm. We were watching one of those. Uh... Wait, you're confusing me with things you well, said Well, I can't you. remember where I saw this show, because you, you like cooking shows, and she does, too. Do, we were watching yeah. one of the Italian cooking shows, mm-hmm. and they had uh, he's got a villa and a winery. Sting does? In Tuscany. Really? Yeah, and he invites over all the townsfolk and plays, you know, Roxanne. And like, wow, look at, it's good to be Sting. And now he's coming here. <laughs> well, I think he lives in New York. So. Well, he's got a place in Tuscany. Well, when you're I'll Sting, you, you can afford to have a place in Tuscany. All right. Uh, I know I was just talking about how I was driving over the weekend, mm-hmm. coming back from apparently watching cooking shows <laughs> with, with my elderly mother. Really yes. exciting. Real rock star life I'm living. It is. Hey, they have a pool. <laughs> You're hanging out in the pool. They do have a pool. Actually, um, it's funny you bring that up. I haven't mentioned this to you yet, but you have not been up uh, since they've reopened the pool for I the have season. Not, no. Mm-hmm. Now you've been on their pool before, mm-hmm. but you have not been since they reopened it. I, and they have taken out the whole filtration system because they would use chlorine. Oh, sure. Like a hotel would use right. or, a, or a, a resort, right? Mm-hmm. They they don't use chlorine anymore because my father is getting to be quite elderly now sure. and i don't mean that in a mean way but he is and he yeah. just can't carry these uh it's heavy these big containers of chlorine yeah and i guess he didn't want to pay a guy because he used to have a guy and that guy retired so it's a whole mm. thing okay and it's if, not good for your skin either really the it's not good not for your good. skin and that's another part of it yeah and it's just if, if you have elderly parents if you are an elderly parent you know there's just some <laughs> things that are they become a thing sure and his sure. thing is i don't want to deal with pouring it in and i don't scooping up the thing yeah, and yeah. okay so he had a salt water filtration system installed um, Oh, yes. I do remember you telling me about this. Now, let me so. just be clear. It's not a saltwater pool, so it's not like ocean water in a pool, uh-huh. but it's a, it's a salt filtration system, so it, it salt cleans the water. There are these salt crystals that clean the water, similar to what chlorine would do. Like a, Chlorine's a bleach for those right, that right. don't know anything about a pool. Okay. So I go in the other day, and I mean, you, you come out and you're doing that... Oh, is it like you ever, salty? Uh, you ever curious and just do a little tablespoon of salt and eat it, and then oh, you no. you realize immediately what no. a horrible decision that was? No, I mean, I when you were a kid, you never tried no. a little teaspoon of salt to see what no, it... No, that can kill you. Well, no. I have. What's that little bottle? It's got the girl with the umbrella on it. Put a little, put a little bit of that and just try it out, and it kind of burns your tongue, yeah. and then you're... Mm-hmm. Even if you just eat something that's well, too yeah, salty, so you, you know? Well, yeah, you come out of the ocean, that, that happens too. Yeah, but it was a different salt. It's like that cooking salt where it's like a sticky sort of salt feeling. Interesting. So I'm swimming, and I was smart enough not to open my eyes, but obviously yeah. a little water gets on your lips and in your mouth when mm-hmm. you're swimming, and I'm just, all I can taste is I lay back down on the, the uh, beach chair is... Interesting. It tastes salty. 
And I'm, I took a shower, but you could you feel like yeah. this stickiness, like spray tan. You from think that the, does anything for your cholesterol? I was <laughs> I was thinking that. I'm like, am I gonna am I gonna feel bloated? Am I putting on water weight because of this damn pool? That's interesting. I had no idea that that was a thing, but apparently it's a thing. Huh. Okay. And I told him, and he's like, that's ridiculous. Not the case. Does he like it? Then? I mean, he, he loves it, but I was like, this is like swimming in salted pork. <laughs> what is the deal? It's strange. <laughs> So if I'm looking a little puffy today, I'm going to just say, ah, it's a salted it's pool. A salted pool. Yeah, That's salt why. filtration system. So you got high blood pressure, don't get in this pool, okay? <laughs> Yesterday, just as we're getting done here, I start getting text messages and people going, oh boy, I don't know if you heard about what's going on one of the other radio stations. Mm-hmm. I said, no, what, what's going on? They said, uh, the sports station, legendary station, WFAN, talking about you guys. And I said, oh, because of the Mark thing? So if you haven't heard yet, we got a guy, Mark Chernoff, who's yes. our new sports anchor, and he'll be part of the show. He'll be on with Joe and Diane and Nick and, you know, give you the entertainment update and all of that. But right. he'll be doing the sports part of it. Right. And Mark is, has been involved in sports for years and years and was the head guy over at this station, WFAN. That's mm-hmm. the old 66 WNBC. Yeah. They're now a sports station, WFAN. <laughs> I think they've got an FM, too. Okay. And the morning guy is Boomer Esiason, who's been on, you know, the is NFL. That a, is that a whole name? Yeah, Boomer Esiason. That's a great name. It's Boomer and Geo is the morning show oh, okay. over there. It used to be, uh, I think it was Mike and the Mad Dog. And before that, it was I Miss in the Mornings. I oh, mean, it's, right. a, it's okay. a famous radio station. Sure, sure. Mark was up there for years and years. Mm-hmm. And he retired from there and he went, nah, I don't know. Yeah, he's not ready to be retired. I don't think I want to be retired. Yeah. I mean, I did my thing there. Maybe I'll, and, and he called me and we worked it out. And here he comes. He starts on Tuesday. Right. Well, anyway, these guys, because they used to work with him and he was not only working with him, he was their boss, the boss yeah. which is the same situation I've got is I get to head this show, but I also get to, you know, be the head guy. Right. Right. Not tooting my horn. I'm just saying that's. <laughs> but toot toot. I'm not. I'm not tooting my horn. That's what they asked me to do here is I'm like the head quarterback no, DJ are. and everybody. So oh. there's, you know, anyway, Mark is starting. I don't know why you're laughing at that. Yes. I like that you're trying to use a sports analogy because you're talking about... Oh, shut up. That's why we hired Mark, obviously. But now Boomer... Well, anyway, let me just give you a little snippet here. Happy for him. Oh, of course, I am too. Really happy for him. No, of course. It gives him something to do in his retirement. Uh, plus, it gives us something to absolutely rip away at. <laughs> Are we going to get permission to play his his updates on our show? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> No, it's not whatever. You're definitely not going to be playing. I know I'm playing a clip of their show, but but I don't want them playing clips of our audio. They they pay us for that, don't you think? They could steal our stuff. I don't know. Come up with your own stuff, Boomer. I don't know how that works. Come up with your own stuff. (laughs) Well, anyway, they they, first they're making fun of Mark. Right. Let me play a bit of that. Mark Chernoff with sports. the best way to describe the Yankees. All right, I'll give them this. He does have a little bit of a Woody Allen kind of vibe <laughs> when he speaks, but he's a New Yorker. Sure. This is it's how he grew up. Mm-hmm. So Mark Chernoff is now going to be the sports anchor for Robbie and Rochelle in the morning on 1071 The Boss, New Jersey. So now, so now I got to deal with, or we, we have to deal with, not only he coming after us in the morning... <laughs> Yeah, you do. And by the way, don't sound like you've never heard of the station or heard of us. <laughs> Obviously, they wouldn't be talking about us. They wouldn't be aware of us. They wouldn't be concerned if they didn't know exactly who we were. I guess. I mean, Boomer. I never heard of them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Is that true? Sorry. Honest to God, you never heard of them, right? I have, I swear I've never. I mean, I've heard of Imus, but I've never heard of the. No. 
Boomer no. and Mike Francesa, all these guys, I read about them, right? And they're like, well, uh, I think I'm going to quit unless you give me more money. I quit. I'm walk- Oh, you'll give me more money? I'll come back. You that know, they're always nice. They're always pulling those kind of things, <laughs> sure. okay? He makes his debut on May 31st. And Jerry's Jerry's going to sit here, and I'm going to be in the critique and listen to him critique him. Yes. Yeah, I wonder what it's going to sound like. If he, like, critiques the morning show that he's on, like he would critique us. And- you know you're not funny, right? <laughs> Robbie and Rochelle. <laughs> Well, first of all, we do know that. We're well aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And secondly, no, Mark, of course, is not going to do that. He's a very nice man, and he he's going to be a team player. Yes. As a matter of fact, because he is such a smart guy, maybe I will ask for his advice. I'm uh, willing to sure. learn from I'm a dog that can learn new tricks, Boomer, okay? <laughs> wow. And then is he is he saying that we're not funny? Is that what he's implying? Or well, is he saying that Mark is going to say we're not funny? Or is he saying that... I think because they mentioned at one point in this audio that they listened to our podcast. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. And they go, well, they're just like a normal morning show. So what does that mean? They don't think we're funny. Do you do you actually care? Why no, do you but care? I don't want him on his show shooting his mouth off about our show. You what? know. What? <laughs> Why you care? The last bit that you did was awful. <laughs> Should we call Robbie and Rochelle up and warn them? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they know already. I was just reading they're a married couple. Oh my god! Yeah, Robbie and Rochelle. Jeez, what is it? What is the show? Is it just a general topic, political show? Comes okay. in there and breaks them up. <laughs> you, any idea what kind of show? Thinking they know all of this about, and then they're yeah. trying to play off like they don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Starting a feud with us. Just totally unnecessary. Well, you're playing into the feud by replaying it, to be fair. Well, of course I am, because now I, <laughs> now I want to keep this thing going. Sure. Well, listen, Boomer, I know someone's going to tell you, someone's going to be listening back to see if we, yeah. I know, they're going to listen yeah, to see yeah. if we knew, mm-hmm. and we're talking about it. So if you want us to come on, we'll come on there. And if you want to come on here. Yeah, do we have a contact for them? I feel like we should call them. I'm sure we can find somebody, Let's yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, David Plotkin, we know him. Okay. Remember that kid? No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Yes, we know some people yeah, up there. Yeah. So we'll come on, and if you want to come on, let's talk this out. Let's do I this. Boomer, I don't want Boomer and Geo. I don't want this to escalate into an unnecessary feud. There's plenty of love Again, to go around. I don't here. know that they were feuding with us. I think they were saying that we should be warned. I don't know. I think they were making fun of us a little bit, hiring you know, hiring Mark, and I don't like it. I think maybe they're just jealous. Well, maybe that's it. That's Good. it. So yeah. if you want to talk this out, guys, before this goes any farther. <laughs> Let us know, and we'd okay. be glad to do that. Yeah. Like gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Doesn't need to be the OK Corral, all right? <laughs> On the old celebrity hotline, attorney John Gleason. He has written a new book about how he put away the infamous John Gotti. Hey, John. Good. How you doing? Doing just fine. Thank you for uh, talking to us this morning. Congrats on this uh, new book, The Gotti Wars. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me on your show. I'm really grateful. It's funny. Now, growing up in this area, and especially I was a kid in the 80s, it was impossible not to, at least uh, from a distance, observe... John Gotti. And I think what's what's kind of interesting about him is that, you know, this is an organization you would think would operate kind of under the radar, but no, he was very public and you couldn't get away from him. And I remember, you know, every night in the news, the Teflon Don and all of this. And of course, you were right in the center of, of the mess. So why? Why the public fascination with this man, do you think? Yeah, right. And I bet you're like me. You grew up in that period. I bet you can't name any of the bosses of the other families at the time. And that's because John Gotti broke the mold, right? He decided, even though they're gangsters and criminals, they call it organized crime for a reason, he decided he was going to be a celebrity. He was going to have a public. Right. And that has everything to do with what happened in the late 80s and early 90s because, you know, by doing that, by being the Dapper Don and being on the tabloid covers, he was basically putting his finger in the eye of the FBI and they're human beings like everybody else. And they were 
like, okay, and mobilized, not just against him and the Gambino family, but against all of the five families in New York. I mean, it had everything to do with the beginning of the end of the mob as we once knew it, was John Gotti deciding he was going to be on the cover of Time magazine instead of, you know, shuffling around Greenwich Village in a bathrobe pretending he's mentally ill like Ginger Canty. So That's right. The, the fact that you remember that is is very much part of why the mob came apart. Now you are stepping into this world. You know, I assume as a as a young lawyer, it's uh, you know there's got to be a lot of pressure for you to you know to take this guy on. You know, so what is that experience like when you're you're asked to be a part of this? Sure. Well, look, I was lucky. You know, I, I was a prosecutor for ten years, and like one month into the job, I was assigned to the first of the two big federal racketeering trials of John Gotti. I was lead prosecutor in the second, seven years later. But So I stumbled into a junior prosecutor role in the first case and grew up as a lawyer on that case and then spent the next almost 10 years, nine and a half years, investigating and prosecuting John Gotti and the people in his crew and the other people in the Gambino family and the other Bob bosses in New York. Yeah. Now, that first trial, uh, he got off, but it, he had bribed a juror or something like that. Is that right? Yeah, he did two things. One, he called a defense witness that said that I would give the witness drugs in exchange for perjury. So that was bad. And then we found out four and a half years later, they also had a juror in that case. On the because I say, I remember, uh, you know, seeing those New York Daily News headlines at the time where, you know, Teflon Don can't be convicted, gets off again, and people were almost rooting for him. That must have made you guys mental. Yeah, it was nuts. Right? We, we've got a weird fascination with the mob as a culture. Yeah, it doesn't really get to me. To tell you the truth, I mean, I've got a life to live. You know, there's an appetite for that. And it just feeds off our fascination with organized crime. But, look, if you want to know what it's really about and what they really like and what they talk about and what they do and what it's like to take them apart, I suggest you take a look at my book. Yeah, uh, truly, if you really want to know the inside story, it's a it's a fascinating read. Uh, I got a little sample of it here, and it's it, it hooks you in. You don't want to put it down, and I, I really mean that. And before we let you run, John, uh, you know, it seems like Gotti's a long time ago. You know, The Godfather, that's a very different era. But there's certainly still an element, uh, and especially in the Northeast. Uh, you know, so it, does it exist? I mean, is it out there? People joke, you know, when you see a bunch of guys uh, driving around in <laughs> SUVs wearing tracksuits, and it must be the mob. But, I mean, is it still out there? Does it exist? Yeah. Is it a complete shell of its former self? Yes. You know, the, the tentacles that the mob had in, in unions, in controlling, like in New York, construction and the piers and the garment center and garbage carting, all of that has, if not completely disappeared, mostly disappeared. There are still a few old gangsters. Look, I went on the bench. I was a judge in Brooklyn for 22 years after we convicted John Gotti. And I had to recuse from the organized crime cases that were assigned to me because they were the same old guys who I had investigated and prosecuted. Mm. So is it is it gone forever? No. But is it just a shadow of its former self? Absolutely. Well, the book is called The Gotti Wars. Again, it's a great read, and it's interesting to talk to you. I appreciate your time, John. Thank you. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me on. 
I know this is my own fault because I have said that I'm trying to beef up our activity on our TikTok page because a lot of people use TikTok now mm-hmm. and we want to be up with what's hip and current. Yeah. But I just feel goofy doing this. There's a big trend and you said that you thought it was uh, a good idea for us to try and get in on this. <laughs> I think it's a good idea because it's something that we don't, it's kind of easy, <laughs> for the being hash- honest. Hashtag hanger challenge. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that you wedge your head inside a coat hanger, a metal coat hanger, or a plastic coat. A plastic coat, yeah. And it makes most people's head involuntarily turn to the side. Yeah. I don't know why, but This I, is kind of like when the doctor hits your uh, kneecap and checks your reflexes. Yeah. Same sort of thing? Yeah, so there's a there's some sort of reflex that you have that because it's on your head, whatever it's pushing, I guess like 96% of the people who have tried this challenge end up turning their head, which is super crazy. Yeah, there's a real um, there's a real study on this and 96% of people who they tried this on, their head involuntarily turned, and so yeah. now it's become this goofy thing that kids are doing right. and putting music. So I, I think guess we you should try. You should be careful. You shouldn't. You know, you could get your head stuck or, or hurt your head well, or something. It's I a suppose. Hanger. I think you could uh, <laughs> rip some of your hair off. Yeah, I think that's probably the worst of it. But I don't think you could get it stuck. I mean, don't try it with a wooden hanger. That's not going to work. <laughs> right. And the metal one will. I would do plastic. So that's we're going to do this. I'm gonna. Well, I I would like to. Well, you want to beef up the TikTok, and this is something that doesn't involve me like having to spend 45 minutes on a video I can just stick a hanger on my head and I made a tick this this is why I hate TikTok because this is I'm going home today and I'm gonna put a hanger on my head. That's that's my plan for this. All you think of is that old movie No Wire Hangers. (laughs) Oh my god. Remember that? Yes. Mommy dearest. Yes. All right, so we'll go home and I'm gonna put a hanger on my head. We'll use that hashtag and we'll see if that gets us any follows on TikTok. (laughs) This is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Okay. You gotta love TikTok. Do I though? You're the one who wants to beef it up. I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, the ice bucket challenge. At least that was kind of fun, and it well, was for and it a was charity. A good cause. Yeah, this is just stupid. But there's all these challenges that they do on TikTok. This is what this is what they do. Is they do these weird balancing challenges and stack. Yeah, the remember M&Ms that? Uh, remember that planking thing a couple of years planking, ago? Planking. I mean, all kinds of stuff. You had me so. do that. That was ridiculous. <laughs> it didn't last very long. <laughs> what was that one where I had to throw? Uh, I was trying to catch something in a cup. You remember that whole thing? Oh, yeah. That I, that was before TikTok, which is kind of crazy. That was just something that was trending, I think, on Facebook. And it, you had to, it was like. Oh, a, the old day. Oh, back in my day on the, <laughs> on the Facebook machine. Yeah. Uh, it was, though. That was before TikTok was popular, at least. It might have been around, but I don't. Can't we just post one of those back up there? We could try. I was a lot thinner in those videos, too, because <laughs> they're from too. a few years ago. <laughs> Me, too. All right. <laughs> Follow us on TikTok. We are at Robbie and Rochelle. Uh-huh. Time for hashtag mom. It's always a good hashtag, whatever you're yeah. using, because we search it. We hear from moms, sometimes dads, and then we share them on the radio every morning, just like this at 720 and 920. Macy Williams said, my favorite thing about being a parent is being told that I'm wrong constantly by the person who depends on me for their food and shelter. <laughs> yeah, isn't that yeah, nice? Yeah, it's so nice. This is like if your uh, your cat or your dog could speak. Yeah, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is sent in from Steven. He said, my pregnant wife asked for an Oreo, so I brought her a single Oreo. Apparently, this was a gross miscalculation on my part. I want the whole bag. Whoever wants a single Oreo, pregnant or not, if you're going to have an Oreo, you don't just eat one. Come on. This might just be you. Come on. (laughs) What's wrong with having one Oreo? No, you can't have one. I think the serving size is like three. Come on. And if you're a pregnant lady, you probably want the whole jar of pickles, not just one. That's right. 
Costco lover 88 said. <laughs> That's the best handle we've ever heard. I like that. <laughs> Played tag in an empty parking lot with my seven-year-old daughter. And as she was running away from me screaming, I thought, wow, this looks like I'm kidnapping her. Should probably stop. <laughs> That's why we share them every morning, 720 and 920. Hashtag mom. Not to be confused with hashtag hanger challenge. Yeah, weird. Which will be on TikTok on the Robbie Andro Show page uh-huh. later on today. <laughs> <laughs> you can always get the show on demand. It's like Boomer does, apparently. Boomer Esiason, a sports guy. Uh-huh. Checking out our podcast, 1071theboss.com, Robbie and Rochelle on the morning page. It's also wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. You can follow us on all the socials. So really easy to connect, whether it's at uh, the Boss website or on uh, any social media. All right, time for Robbie and Rochelle's Fast Five. Five big old trending stories. Thought you needed to know. Be in the know, number five to number one. I'm going to preface this by saying today is kind of a slow trending day. Okay. <laughs> Some real goofy stories today. Number five, there's a plastic surgeon who's posting videos online of her favorite celebrity lips and why she thinks they're so extraordinary. They include, <laughs> no surprise here, uh, Angelina Jolie. Okay. Mick Jagger, Taylor Swift. Huh. Tyson Beckford is perfection. His lips are so unique because he has these really wide, full upper lips. Someone had mentioned Taylor Swift in the comments of my last video. Her mouth is pretty small, but she has this beautiful bow or heart shape. I mean, I understand that she's uh, an expert on this because she's a plastic surgeon, right. but... But none of those people have had plastic surgery. Not that we're aware of. Maybe, so, lip, maybe some lip injections for sure. Angelina but it's kind of a weird thing to post and talk about, isn't it? Yeah, I think she's promoting natural beauty and not her business. She's not doing herself a service. <laughs> you get a proctologist on there being like, let me tell you what... <laughs> Let me tell you what, Hugh Jackman, that's a fine-looking ass right there, okay? There goes the music man. Oh, my God. Number four, there's an Amish gentleman who's outside Cleveland. He's been charged with driving his horse and buggy. I guess it said DUI. Driving his horse and buggy under the influence. He apparently fell asleep while he's... Oh, no. What, what do they call it? It's not driving. What do they call that? Well, he's... Steering? Steering the horse, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Falls asleep, apparently because his blood alcohol level is over the limit. He just passed right out. <laughs> and the wagon went on the wrong side of the road. Luckily, oh, no. he was not hit. Nobody was seriously seriously hurt, but somebody did catch a video of this. Got a drunk Amish guy passed down the buggy. Whoa. Hey. Hey. There's a bug like him sitting in there, and he passed clean out. He'll go home. The horse knows how to get home. This is the guy narrating what? all of this as the police are chasing after him because someone calls the cut. The thing just kept I going, I guess. I didn't know. I didn't know that Amish people were allowed to drink. Is that a thing? Well, I, listen, if he's <laughs> Mr. Yoder, excuse me, <laughs> are you allowed to drink? <laughs> you have embarrassed Josiah and the rest of the clan. Listen, go ahead, write your angry letters. <laughs> yeah, I'm making fun of you a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> Write your letters. I really don't care. The guy's like, the horse will know where to go. (laughs) Will he, though? Yeah, who is that guy? How does he know? (laughs) Hey, I got a drunk Amish guy. Like, this must happen a lot around there. Got a drunk Amish guy. Yep. (laughs) It's another Tuesday with a drunk Amish guy. (laughs) What? Because it's always Ohio. Ohio. Number three, Johnny Depp comes out of the courthouse. Of course, that whole business is still going on. Mm. And he greets some fans, starts signing some autographs, and he does a little impression of Captain Jack Sparrow from the Captain or from the Pirates of the Caribbean movie for his fans as he's getting in his SUV. You I gotta love admit, it. that's kind of cool. I love it. You know, he brought 
breakfast out for the fans the other day. He had like pancakes made and served to the people who were there rooting for him. Isn't that crazy? Let me just say this. If OJ's ever on trial again, don't take any food from him, okay? <laughs> OJ brings bagels. Don't eat them. Oh, my God. <laughs> Number two, speaking of uh, Disney movies, what? there's a new, uh, well, because Pirates of the Caribbean oh. is a Disney movie. Oh. Not OJ. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. All right, I got it. That was no. a Disney movie? I got it. Speaking okay. of Disney movies, Chippendale Rescue Rangers is now a movie. It's mm-hmm. a kind of a, like Roger Rabbit, a mix of live sort action of. and the animation. Yeah. And it's got John Mulaney and Andy Samberg from Saturday Night Live playing Chip and Dale. Yes. We saw it with the kids. It was very funny. It was very cute. Now, the villain in the movie is supposed to be Peter Pan grown up. Yes. Who turns into a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And some people are saying that uh, this is offensive because the kid that actually voiced Peter Pan in the old cartoon uh-huh. was fired by Disney and then died, became a drunk oh, and, really? and, you know, had a terrible life. So they're saying that they're that making The similarities of- are just a little too close. Okay, well. <laughs> I don't want to tell you what happened to the guy that played Mr. Toad. <laughs> Did not end well. No, no really? I don't know. Okay, well, if anyone would know, I'm sure you would. So it's, you know. <laughs> Uh-oh, nerd alert, man. <laughs> Bonus story for you. A recent study found it takes an average of 219 hours to become best friends with somebody, about 94 hours to become acquaintances, mm. and 164 hours to become true friends. Just become best friends. Yep. Let's be honest. We just we just mentioned that so I can play that clip for you. Absolutely. By the way, you wanted to go do some karate in the garage? Yup. Yup. Number one, there's a court in England that has just awarded a 51-year-old cashier $90,000 in compensation. After she sued the workplace, everybody went out for a happy hour except for her. She was not invited. Did she sued them? She filed a lawsuit in court and they found her to be... Suffering from emotional damages. What? $90,000 in compensation. insane. Yeah. I have a lot of people I need to sue because there have been a lot of times where I have not been invited. I was left out. How do I, where's your attorney? Is the attorney number on there? Well, this is in England, so. Oh. I say, Governor, (laughs) no one wanted to drink mead with this woman. (laughs) It was last time we all went out as a group, I stiffed everybody on the beer. Yeah, you did. You don't want, you've. I need to compensate everybody right. because I was invited. Just ask Joe. He'll yeah. tell you. Oh, he'll tell you over and over <laughs> and over again. Tuesday celebrity birthday file. Mark Ballas from Dancing with the Stars, 36. John C. Riley, 57 today. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> yes. Priscilla Presley, Elvis' ex-wife, 77. Patti LaBelle. Gary Berghoff from MASH. Celebrates today, Bob Dylan and Tommy Chong, 85 today from Cheech and Chong. I think we know what he's doing to celebrate. Yes. Today is National Scavenger Hunt Day and National Mary Had a Little Lamb Day. Apparently it was this day of 1830 that Sarah Josepha Hale wrote Mary Had a Little Lamb. Hmm. Like Sarah Josepha probably knew the uh, drunk drunk Amish Amish guy. guy. Got a drunk Amish guy. Yeah, we got a drunk Amish guy. (laughs) Look out. Mary Had a Little Lamb. It's He Said, She Said, with Robbie and Rochelle. This is a fun one today, kind of whimsical, a little mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. If you were to wake up, you hit your head and then you wake up, and you find yourself in a 1980s movie, <laughs> what's the worst movie to wake up in? Oh, jeez. Would it be a <laughs> horror movie? Would it be a terrible, goofy movie? Would it be... Yeah, about Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I love Revenge of the Nerds. That'd be a pretty bad movie to be stuck in, yeah, though. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. Any of the... Aren't the alien movies from the 80s? Yeah, there's some of the alien movies. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't want to be stuck in that. I'd Predator? D- yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. You know what I love about the Predator there? 
Oh, no. That clicking noise? That'd be so bad. It reminds me of cockroaches. No. No, that wouldn't be good. Uh, the Shining is an 80s movie. Oh, yeah, that would be bad, too. That's not where you want to be. No, not at all. You'd, you'd probably like to be stuck in, like, Back to the Future or something. Well, it depends where I am. <laughs> depends yeah. if it was one, two, or three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If it was the 50s, that might be sure. fun. I don't think I'd want to be in that uh, future where Biff becomes the mayor or whatever it is. Or the Wild Wild West yeah, one. Yeah, that's a, see, that's a 90s one. <laughs> Oh, okay. That's yeah. fair. It That's came out fair. a little bit later. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, any... Like the Breakfast Club, you don't want to be in detention, detention. for all of time. <laughs> That's true. That doesn't sound too good. Yeah, that wouldn't be fun. Or even like 16 Candles wouldn't really be fun either. You'd be in high school forever. Yeah. Can you imagine? You'd be ducky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How about being in the jungle with Rambo? That oh, would, yeah. Well, or I one guess, of those Chuck Norris movies where they're if, at war? That would yeah, be. but if you're like friends with Rambo, that would be okay. You know, you don't want to be the one that Rambo's chasing, but if... Rambo was your buddy. He was like your neighbor. That'd be all right. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm I'm following your premise there, but I'm well, not. Well, you sh- want to be friends with Rambo? Yeah, I mean, sure, but so, the, he goes to Vietnam to rescue his friend, well, right? It was a prisoner of war. That's not where you want to be. Good to know, Rambo. I'm just thinking. Have you seen any of the Rambo movies? I saw one of the Rambo movies with you. How about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street or no, Friday the Thirteenth? No, one of those. Yeah, that's not where you no, want. That's I don't another want to be one. In any of those horror movies? At Child's all. Play. With, no. Remember Chucky. Chucky. Ugh. <laughs> Fright Night, Critters, Gremlins, there's a whole bunch of them. Gremlins might be kind of fun. Yeah. I know that's kind of a scary movie. I mean, it is a scary movie. It reminds me of my of the kids, because like, if you give them too much candy, they turn into the gremlin when they're wet. That's <laughs> what, exact- is it, what is wrong with you? <laughs> have you seen any of these movies? Yes, I, I feel like you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> have you ever seen Gremlins? They're super sweet, and then they get crazy when you get them wet. That's just like the kids. Yeah, they little turn gremlins. into little demons or whatever it was. Exactly. <laughs> I suppose that's true, yeah. I mean, Rick the Cat's a little there like that, you too. Know. We live our life in Gremlins now. So you'd be just fine. I'd be just fine in Gremlins. It would work out just but fine But not for The you. Shining. That would not be good. Yeah. <laughs> Going on that whole rant earlier this morning about how uh, Boomer was talking about Israel, he goes, I never heard of him. I never heard of Boomer. I don't know. <laughs> He's got a cool name, though. He does. Like I, the, the guy played at a Super Bowl. She's like, I got no idea. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Never seen Rambo. That's clear. <laughs> 732-774-4444. You can call us, text us, same number, 732-774-4444. Or it's real easy to answer on Facebook. Just search 1071 The Boss on Facebook. Answer there. If you wake up and suddenly you were stuck in an 80s movie. Which movie would it be terrible to be stuck in? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. There's your he said. She said. He said. She said. Just underway. You wake up. You hit your head. You wake up. You come to. And you're in an 80s movie. Mm-hmm. What's the worst movie to find yourself in? Bill said Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That sounds like a great movie to be stuck in. If you ask me. I'm sure. You're going to wake up next to Phoebe Gates. No. I think that would be probably illegal because I believe it's a, they're all high schoolers. Yeah. So. <laughs> And I'm a dirty old man. Stephanie said Mommy Dearest or Little Shop of Horrors. This is weird because now we've mentioned uh, Mommy Dearest twice today. Let's not have that ever happen oh, again. yeah, that's true. Let's not have that that's happen again. That's creepy. Regina said Xanadu or any of the Superman movies. <laughs> to be fair. Why don't I know, you go listen to Boomer Show? I know you love like Superman, that. but to be fair, if you wake up, yeah. right, and there's there's... A guy trying to destroy the world, and then you've got this guy flying in the air, Yeah, and you don't know who he is, that'd be a little scary. There's a couple of bottles of Jim Beam. I felt that way myself. <laughs> I thought I was in a Superman movie. Hi there. How would you like to wake up in Full Metal Jacket? Oh, yeah. No. And one of those war movies, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that, a rough one. That's no fun. 
Yeah. I know, I'm like a master of the obvious. <laughs> or Vietnam. Yeah, it's, uh, well, at least Rambo could be your friend, like Rochelle said. <laughs> Listen. Who clearly doesn't true. know what the hell she's talking about when it comes to Sly Stallone. Whatever. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. We appreciate you, buddy. Rambo would be my friend. Right. <laughs> 107 the boss. Hi. Hey, how you doing? How about that funny movie with uh, Cheech Marin and... Uh, born in East L.A. How'd you like to be in that situation? I, I have to admit to you, I have, I have not seen that film. What happens there? Cheech is an American citizen. There's an immigration raid at his oh. place of work, and they deported him to Mexico. Oh. He's oh. trying to get back and forth over the border. <laughs> well, listen, at least at least he's got uh, a little herb to relax him. You know, he's got that going for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good morning. It's the boss. Good morning, Robbie and Rochelle. I'd like to say the worst movie to be caught in if you hit your head would probably be E.T. E.T.? Yeah, because you would be asking that alien, uh, where do you live? (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to take care of his ass. I understand that. (laughs) Get your own Reese's Pieces, you extraterrestrial. (laughs) It would be an amnesia effect. Where does this alien live? (laughs) Come to think of it, that's a similar plot to the Cheech Baron movie, I guess. There you go. (laughs) All right, what's the worst 80s movie? You hit your head, you wake up, you're living in an 80s movie. What's the worst movie to get stuck in? 732-774-4444. What a stupid conversation. (laughs) Call us, text us, same number, or get us on Facebook. Rochelle made a funny little graphic there in the 1071 The Boss Facebook. And while you're there, you can look up the next party in Long Branch. (laughs) There you go. It's He Said... She said, with Robbie and Rochelle. We thought this was kind of funny today. If you could hit your head and then wake up in an 80s movie, you come <laughs> to and all of a sudden you're in the situation happening in an 80s movie, what would be the worst movie to get stuck in? Now, maybe it's a horror movie, so mm-hmm. it's like a scary situation. Yeah. Maybe it's, uh, you know, some sort of trauma, you know, some sort of like a, we talk about war movies. Yeah. Or maybe it's just something where it's the same thing, like Groundhog Day over and mm-hmm. over again. It would mm-hmm. be like you have Ferris Bueller's Day Off every day. <laughs> what movie would be terrible to get stuck in? Susan said Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I think that's actually a comedy. I've, I've never seen that. <laughs> but I don't like clowns, so I don't I don't care if it was a comedy or not. Were we just talking it. about the Killer Tomatoes? It's another good one. Yeah, yeah. Lisa said Blood Beach. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds terrible. And Tara said, Poltergeist, they're here. Oh, yeah, the little fuzzy TV. Mm-hmm. Right, let's grab one more line one. I, I got I to gotta say, you, you, these guys don't know nothing. I mean, I'm going to give you a movie that I really was stuck in in life, but a little bit before the 80s. Is The Exorcist. I mean, thank God for divorce attorneys. <laughs> oh, my God. I was, I was wondering where you were going with that. That was pretty good. Uh, you know, I'm always going someplace. Always going someplace. Get stuck in an 80s movie. What's the worst one to be stuck in? 732-774-4444. Get it because his ex-wife was a devil. No, no, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Maybe we'll grab a couple more. You always text us here. Get us on Facebook. 